Welcome to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture talk show. From Dallas, Texas, I'm Gavin, and back in Lawrence we have no one. Yes, uh, due to a string of prescription drug fraud indictments, uh, I shall be a gang of one for this installment. I fortunately have Rush Limbaugh's lawyer and incriminating photos of my district attorney being sodomized with a dead hooker in Duke Cunningham's Watergate suite. My delicate ass ain't spending a day in jail. Galen, however, is once again on the receiving end of an intrusive subpoena in a West Palm Beach interrogation room, if you know what I mean. Uh, Send well wishes and bail money to poundingthepundit at yahoo.com and post links for soothing anal balm websites at www.punditocracy.net, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know I don't. Uh, punditry and pill popping just don't mix, kids. Just don't mix. Uh, but enough about our problems. Let's talk about an addict who's in some serious shit. President Bush! With scandal after scandal rocking the White House and the Republican Congress... Everything from Tom DeLay's indictment to Karl Rove's eventual indictment, not to mention a failing war in Iraq, a scrotum-shriveling gas price surge, the poll numbers for Bush and the Republicans at large have plummeted lower than Barry Bonds' man tits. The GOP under Bush is about as popular as Britney Spears at child welfare services. Eh... The Republicans are in a political bind, not seen since the Democrats faced similar circumstances in 1994, which cost them control of the House and Senate. Bush is in approval territory not seen since Nixon, hovering in the 32 percentile. Two-thirds of the American people do not approve of the job he's doing. The president and his congressional cohorts are caught in a political toilet nearing the nadir of its flush. What is the turd known as the Republican Party to do when facing the sewer of political history? Why, attack immigrants, of course. In fact, Punditocracy has obtained a secret RNC memo outlining the Republican strategy for this fall's midterm elections. We know it's an authentic Republican leak for two reasons. One, it was signed by N oh, excuse me, it was signed by RNC chairman Ken Melman who, by the way, is absolutely not a gay Jewish robot. All right, that was a cheap shot. His private life should have no bearing whatsoever on my criticism of him. Uh, the fact that he's a closeted robot is not fair game. I retract and I apologize. This is a low blow. Very low blow. Um, the second reason we know it's an official Republican leak is that an undercover CIA operative was outed. Again, not a Ken Melman reference. Again, just really. I need to uh, raise myself out of the gutter. Unlike Robert Novak, who is, by the way, The Daily Show's douchebag of freedom for three years running, way to go, Bob, we will not print the name of that agent in one of our columns, endangering our national security, putting her life in jeopardy, and, you know, basically ruining our chances of avoiding war with Iran. So, again, Bob Novak, douchebag of freedom. Uh, we'll just stick with the political strategy. This Republican strategy for victory, 
outlines a surefire plan to help reinvigorate a dispirited conservative base while simultaneously addressing broader concerns about immigration and a lack of a cohesive energy policy. It's quite simple, really. And, I might add, elegant. Here now, a punditocracy exclusive, once again, the Republican strategy for national victory in November. Step 1. Introduce legislation calling for a massive roundup and deportation of any illegal immigrant found on U.S. soil. Step 2. Do not deport them to their country of origin, instead using extraordinary rendition to ship them to CIA black sites and former Soviet gulags. Step 3. Convert the gulags into privately owned subcontracted oil refineries, spurred, of course, by multi-billion dollar tax breaks for ExxonMobil. Step 4. Liquefy the detained immigrants into a sort of uh, petroleum-based sludge. That immigrant paste will then be refined into an industrial lubricant that will aid in oil exploration within the Anwar Wildlife Preserve. Any leftover immigrant gruel will then be fed to Bay and Pat Buchanan. Hey, at least it's a plan. I don't see the Democrats offering an alternative. Mm, immigrant gruel. But you know, that hasn't been the only news as of late. Uh, also, in response to uh, his plummeting poll numbers, President Bush has uh, instigated a staff shakeup at the White House. Scott McClellan, everybody's favorite press secretary, well... Uh, less a press secretary than a piñata with sweat glands, uh, recently resigned, replaced by Fox News's Tony Snow. That's really going a long way to dispelling the rumors that Fox News is little more than a propaganda mouthpiece for the administration, but that's neither here nor there. Break a leg, Tony, maybe an arm, and perhaps a few vertebrae. But Scott, old Scotty, we'll miss him. God bless him. Uh, upon leaving his post, he provided the customary answer of wanting to spend more time with his family. Sized bucket of hush puppies from Long John Silver's. And we hope that Scott is very happy getting to the bottom of that bucket of hush puppies. We'll miss you, Scotty. We'll miss your flop sweat. We'll miss your non-answers. We'll miss your obfuscations most of all. And those beautiful, beautiful blue eyes. Scott McClellan. R.I.P. In the public consciousness. Uh, also, at the Bush White House, the turmoil doesn't end there. Karl Rove, demoted from a uh, chief policy advisory position uh, to only strictly being a political strategist, uh, a lot of rumors circulating about the uh, the reason behind this demotion. Uh, some call it a demotion, others call it uh, him focusing on what he does best, which is, you know, strangling puppies and then putting them in Democratic opponents' beds while they're sleeping. But a lot of speculation as to uh, why exactly he was shifted in his capacity at the White House. Um... I heard through very reliable sources on the grapevine that he was caught stealing post-it notes from the White House supply closet. That or he's about to be indicted by a federal grand jury. I don't know. I, I think it's the post-it notes. 
Bush is very touchy about that sort of thing. It, it's a culture of trust in the White House, and if you violate that, because, you know, he's the decider, because he wants to make crisp... De- yeah, I don't know if anybody's heard, but um, yeah, Bush recently labeled himself the decider, because he makes the decisions. And um, later on in that uh, same uh, press briefing, he labeled himself the judger, the jurier, and the executioner. Er. Again, so he can make the crisp decisions, which he's so fond of. I guess that would also make him the crisper. Keeps your vegetables fresh. Because he's a crisper. He decides what's going in that salad because he's a decider. Uh, yeah. Man with the vocabulary of a terrier. Mm. But uh, the the reason that he labeled himself the decider, uh, some sort of lame-ass superhero running our country, um, was he was facing a, a shitstorm of criticism about Donald Rumsfeld from, I believe now, seven retired generals, which is unheard of in the history of the armed services, I believe. Uh, seven retired generals have come out criticizing Rumsfeld's persecution of the war. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld, for those who don't know, is the Secretary of Defense, um, a man who, in style, is kind of a cross between Bill Lundberg from Office Space and Mussolini, but with the administrative track record of a retarded baboon. Um, however, much like an abusive relationship... Bush just can't seem to admit that there's a problem there. Uh, Even though Iraq is in flames, uh, the government can't reach a consensus. Uh, Again, these seven generals have come out of uh, retirement to openly ask for Rumsfeld's resignation. Oh, no, no. George, George cannot admit that Donald has done anything even remotely resembling wrong during his tenure as defense secretary administrating what is perhaps the greatest foreign policy disaster that this country has ever embarked upon. Um, Yep, Rummy's not going anywhere, because George is the decider, and he needs to decide who stays and who goes. Yet it's... I mean, it's like they're in an abusive relationship. You know, George... I just just ran into a door. No, Iraq's going fine. Donald's a good man. They're the Icantina of geopolitical fuck-ups. Oh, oh, baby. Oh, George, I didn't mean to hit you. Oh, you know Donald loves you. That's two, count them, two impressions. Two lame-ass impressions in one bit. Thank you, ladies. I'm pulling double duty here, or quadruple duty, depending on uh, how you're counting pundits. So bear with me, folks. Um... Yeah, um, Bush furiously scrambling, trying his damnedest to put a new face on his administration, slap a new coat of paint on the White House, and maybe nobody will notice um, that he is the worst president ever. Like I said, nearly uh, 60, depending on what poll you look at, 60 to 65% of the American people think that this guy is incompetent. And um, I really don't see that there's much he can do about that. Uh, so long as Iraq is in the uh, quagmire and gas prices are skyrocketing 
it's um I don't see that there's anywhere else to go but down. <laughs> like I say, he's skirting that uh that ratings barrel bottom right around where Nixon was pre resignation. So I don't think we've ever wi- uh, Harry Truman had similar numbers during his second term. Uh, however, I don't think we've ever witnessed anything quite like this in presidential history. And aren't you glad, everybody, to be alive to see it firsthand? Yeah. Isn't history great? Especially those bad parts that we have to suffer throughout the time. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the Depression or anything. Yeah, greatest generation. You know, screw Grandma, seriously. But, um, yeah. We'll see where this goes from here. Uh, will we see a president in the 20 percentile approval rating? I can only hope so. And I can only hope that uh, once the Democrats get subpoena power after taking over the House this fall, we'll find out exactly how close we can get to impeachment um, and uh, exactly where, just, just from a statistical standpoint, what the numbers will be at that time. So... Keep your eyes peeled, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but while I'm going on and on about these trivial details, um, Iraq, immigration reform, I know I'm beating around the bush. Everybody wants the inside poop on the real earth-shattering, heavens-altering news that has been all the talk of every media outlet on the planet. I, I don't know if anybody have heard this, but Tom Cruise had a baby. Tom Cruise had a baby. He has uh, the bastard child of Scientology, Katie Holmes, and a gay midget it was finally brought into this world. Surrey Cruise is what they decided to name the, the child, the spawn of Xenu. Uh, Surrey, odd name, people are saying. Um, the Cruises themselves have offered up multiple explanations as to the origin of the name, ranging from its uh, Farsi Arabic for rose or pink rose to it's also a word in Hebrew standing for princess. However, Jewish people are very surprised to learn uh, that Tom Cruise has invented a word for them. And the Arabic-speaking people have yet another reason to hate us, uh, because both of those explanations are bullshit. Now, apparently, and this is just wild speculation, so uh, since I'm not a journalist, I feel free to partake in it. Actually, uh, even if I was a journalist, I'd be taking part in it. But uh, Surrey is a town in England that also happens to be the European headquarters for Scientology. Also, L. Ron Hubbard has a home there, a bungalow, for whenever his cryogenically frozen head is extracted from Xenu's ass, whichever mountain he happens to be lodged in. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, Scientology, we did an episode on it a few uh, months ago. Uh, You can download it off of Lawrence.com. Look for it. Uh, Needless to say, Tom Cruise is insane. Katie Holmes uh, has my deepest sympathy for becoming a Stepford Bride. And Surrey Cruise will, I'm sure, one day grow to become the dark overlord of this nook of the galaxy. 
So, uh, my congratulations to the cruises. Uh, I'm not sure if you get cigars for Scientologists or if that's going to pollute the purity of the thetan-free cruise life being. Uh, so, uh, slap on the back. I don't. I don't know. Good. Good for Tom Cruise, I guess. Um. Hmm. <laughs> Moving on. We'll go directly into things that don't suck because uh, there's been so much sucking going on, and uh, I I really don't think that uh, I have the wherewithal or the broadest shoulders in the world to be able to handle all of that sucking. So let's move on to to greener pastures, brighter topics, things that don't suck, and uh, Stephen Colbert was the Speaker of Honor at the White House Correspondents' Dinner over the weekend. And um, I don't know if people are familiar with Stephen Colbert, but uh, he's perhaps the funniest man in the world. Perhaps the funniest man in Xenu's galactic district. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, We'll have to get with the census people on that. But, yeah, Stephen Colbert host of the Colbert Rapport on Comedy Central has a persona of a right-wing talking head uh, and he uses this persona as a vehicle to wickedly, savagely satirize mostly Fox News, Bill O'Reilly, but generally all things pundit-related, so of course he's near and dear to our hearts here at this show. But Stephen Colbert for some unknown reason by some probably now-fired Bush advance person was hired to host the White House Correspondents' Dinner. If you don't know what the White House Correspondents' Dinner is, basically this Washington, D.C. circle jerk where every journalist who's ever covered the White House, and even those, I, I believe Ozzy Osbourne has actually invited one of these events in the past, so you know about the level of sophistication at these things. Stephen Colbert was asked to host this gala event, black tie event, and uh, ooh, wonder of wonders, he decided to rip the president a new asshole. Uh, nobody saw that one coming. And let me say that it was one of the funniest 15 minutes that I've ever seen in my life. We will post a link for it on punditocracy.net so everybody can see it. But uh, Colbert goes up there. Uh, again, posing as this uh, right-wing Bush supporter, and just goes—I I won't be able to do him any justice at all. But I'll just say you need to look it up. And he really, really just kneecapped the president who was sitting three feet away from him. Balls, balls. Uh, needless to say, the president was not amused. And in fact, all of the namby-pamby cowed Washington press corps was shocked, mortified. He crossed the line. How dare he go that far? Says, oh, shut the fuck up. The re- most of the reason they're pissed off is because he was also insulting the White House press corps itself. And uh, the uh, Washington correspondents who have been... Um, basically turned into gimps by this White House undercut um, turned into sycophantic puppets Colbert gets up there has has a few yucks at their expense 
for this um, awful relationship that's actually um, helping to destroy our country. But you know, he has some fun with it. Uh, apparently, I didn't realize this. Journalists do not have a sense of humor, and so you see a bunch of if the, if Colbert's presentation was covered at all in the mainstream press. It was covered in the way, uh, you know, kind of the same regard as uh, the United 93 film. <laughs> People say, it, is it really too soon? I mean, is it too soon to start making fun of the president? I don't know. It's just, it's too raw. I think it's too raw. So you had this, this sort of wishy-washy hand-wringing about Colbert going up there insulting the president, which, uh, as far as... I knew was actually a constitutional right uh, and but apparently this is beyond decorum oh it's awful his wife was sitting right there even though his wife at this same function I believe two years ago now insinuated that her husband had jacked off a horse but no Colbert making pointed references to the disastrous response to Katrina the staged photo op declaring mission accomplished. No, ugh, please, that's tasteless. Just tasteless. Uh, equine fist fucking, that's fine. Please, within bounds, by all means. Uh, what is, in my opinion, a very polished and even handed critique of the Bush administration? Nope. Sorry. So uh, I will let you, dear listeners, decide for yourselves. I will post a link to the Colbert Correspondence Dinner address at punditocracy.net. You'll thank me later. And there is apparently some sort of video there where he's being chased by uh, octogenarian White House correspondent Helen Thomas. Uh, I hear that was also pretty damn funny. I haven't seen it myself. I've mostly just read the transcript and seen clips, but it'll be on the site. Look for it. Also, what doesn't suck? Along the same lines as uh, somebody within our pop culture slash media who's willing to criticize the president, which is an all-too-rare phenomenon, uh, Keith Olbermann on MSNBC has a show called Countdown, which is sort of a hybrid between The Daily Show and Good Night and Good Luck. <laughs> um, it's just fascinating. Keith Olbermann, for those who aren't familiar with him, was a former host of SportsCenter on ESPN. And so he, he brings this sort of smart-ass, um, intellectual um, persona, except he what he used to do with sports, and Craig Kilborn actually co-hosted SportsCenter with him. Uh, so he brings this sort of uh, smart-alecky, smarmy approach to the the news that he used to do with sports. Uh, great show. One of the few places where you're going to find um, a whole compendium of stories that are not flattering for the Bush administration. And on top of that, it's just very entertaining. The way it's packaged, the way it's cut. Uh, very good stuff. Look it up. Countdown with Keith Olbermann on MSNBC. Also, something that doesn't suck... Recently, recently saw a film called Slither, uh, low-budget horror comedy film involving space slugs 
that uh, burrow up into your brain and then uh, incubate within you so that you're spitting acidic slugs at other people. It's, it's a good, uh, again, doesn't sound that great when I describe it to you, but it's a great Evil Dead 2 slash Tremors horror comedy film. An underappreciated gem. Not quite the same political social significance to say United 93 or Fat Girls but nonetheless great film highly recommend it another good film that we saw recently American Dreams funny uh, mostly forgettable satire of uh, American Idol and the Bush White House but uh, I mostly recommend it for Hugh Grant's performance I really enjoy Hugh Grant sort of aging into a self-loathing shell of the man who was in Four Weddings and a Funeral. And he's uh, sort of perfected this persona, both in American Dreams and in About a Boy. So, um, yes, American Dreams, mostly for Hugh Grant's performance. But it also, Dennis Quaid does a pretty impressive Bush impersonation. And Marsha Gay Harden should be commended, or at least Marsha Gay Harden's hair people should be commended for sculpting a terrific likeness of Laura Bush's hair helmet. And the word poopy is used a lot in the film, so that also gives my approval. <clears throat> Another non-sucking item. This is... Uh, I admit this comes from a, uh, a pit deep inside of me that wallows in 90s nostalgia and uh, self-righteous indignation. Uh, new Pearl Jam coming out this week. I'm sure by the time this is downloaded, the album will already be out. Uh, and I've only heard two songs off the album, but they're both great, and I'm looking forward to the album. And I highly recommend that everybody else look forward to the album, too. There's this great thing on their website where if you pre-ordered it, you also got a live bootleg of a rare 1992 New Year's Eve show. Uh, however... My slack ass didn't get around to pre-ordering it in time, so the website was all sold out of them. But that's about it, really. Again, I apologize for the uh, short-staffed punditocracy this week. Uh, various, various things came up, and uh, most of our cadres in jail. I probably soon will be as well. So uh, enjoy this while you can, people. You have been listening to Punditocracy. If you have any comments, questions, feel free to write us at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com or visit our website, our blog, at punditocracy.net. Leave a comment. Please. We want to hear from you. I hope to be posting more um, incriminating photos of myself on the site soon, uh, along with other people. So it'll be equal opportunity. But it's been nice talking to everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Bye bye. This is an evil generation. I've seen it with my eyes. I've seen a mocking away.